Hey everyone, it's Todd. Just in case you missed it, I've been doing these live shows on Fridays. And you can check them out by going to getvocal.206geek.com. That's G-E-T-V-O-K-L dot 206geek.com. They're live on on Fridays at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 Eastern. And um, they get saved there on the website. And they also get simulcast on on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Um, so if you're already following the podcast, you should be able to find the videos there. But if you want to be a part of the live show, you can by going to that, going to getvocal.206geek.com on Fridays at 4 p.m. Pacific. It's getvocal.206geek.com. And if you're not able to because of work and or other obligations, it's okay. You can check out the recorded episode on the same site. They're going to be there in the previous episodes or past episodes. Um, I don't know if I'll ever post those episodes here, although I might. So stay tuned and check it out on Fridays, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 Eastern. We should, like, go and, like, hang out with Todd. <laughs> Whoa, it's Todd. Yeah. <laughs> Todd's even cooler than we thought. <laughs> Boys, I'm looking for a fella who goes by the name of Todd. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> He's cool. <laughs> Todd would make, like, a good manager or something. <laughs> <laughs> Todd roll. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the 206 Geek Podcast with your host Todd, the 206 Geek. Yes, I am Todd, the host of the 206 Geek, and this is episode 97. So yes, if you were paying attention on social media and you listened to the last episode, I did a live episode today, uh, well, on Friday the 10th. And uh, I started to do it like I normally do, which is I pull stories and talk about them. But because I had people that joined in on the podcast, we end up talking about all kinds of cool stuff. So be sure to check out next week at 4 p.m. Pacific time on Get Vocal. You can go to uh, getvokl dot com slash channel slash two o six geek. Sign up for an account. Follow the page and um, set yourself a reminder to let you know when when I go live and all that kind of good stuff. And you can check it out yourself. It was a lot of fun. I had a blast. Had some technical difficulties, but I had a blast. I'm going to continue doing the podcast like I have been, which is recording it offline and then posting it to where you can download it to your favorite podcasting device. And uh, so I have... I pulled up some of the items that I had listed to talk about during that, but end up not talking about, I ended up talking about maybe one or two of them and the rest of it was just kind of like whatever topics came up, we talked about. So some of the things I was going to talk about, the Batman TV spinoff Gotham PD by Matt Reeves ordered for HBO Max. I'll talk about that. Toy Story 4 director making a family friendly universal monsters movie. So that includes, that includes, Dracula, 
The Mummy, Frankenstein, uh, Werewolf, and the Creature from the Black Lagoon, I think. So basically like a, a, a Hotel Transylvania. <laughs> That's essentially what those are. It's family-friendly Universal Monsters. So we'll see how that goes. The next story is uh, somebody did a, a, I think it was a fan-made video of uh, the Muppets doing the first act of, uh, of Hamilton. So I'll talk about that. I'll probably even play the video. You'll hear the audio of it. And then we have uh, a, a video of Bill Nye, the science guy, why you should wear a face mask and visual proof. And, you know, I think most people trust Bill Nye, the science guy. I mean, he is, he is a, uh, you know, he is an educated man. He is, he was an engineer for Boeing for a number of years. So he's, he's an analytical dude. All right. Engineers. I don't know. I have always thought engineers were just a, another, another type of scientist, but apparently they're not. And if you think they are, I don't know. I've, I've had a few people just kind of like, well, you're just not informed, are you? Uh, yeah, whatever. I won't go into that. <laughs> and then we have a story about Batman v Superman. Batman's stunt double addresses Bruce Wayne killing. And then we have Carl Reiner fans heartbroken after watching his final performance. And I, th- I think there might be a video here. So I'll, I'll play that. And then we have... Apparently, there's going to be a reboot of Scarface, and I'll talk about that. And then we have, uh, you know, it, it, this just this just goes to show that no matter how much money and how much fame you have, when people are getting a divorce, they just look for anything to make the other person look bad. And I'll talk about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Uh, and and uh, the things that keep popping up in in the, the news about them on on these entertainment sites, um, I, I largely have ignored it because I just don't care about famous people's divorce because I assume it's just like everybody else. But this one, the title of this one is Johnny Depp says Aquaman star Amber Heard defecated in their bed. So I want to I want to hear what happened. <laughs> I, I you know <laughs> just. Anytime you hear someone like, they shit in my bed, it's like, well, were they drunk? Did they do that out of spite? Was it an accident? What happened? All right, the next story is Batman Forever Will Warner Brothers Release Darker Joel, Joel Schumacher Cut. With everything else lately, I hope they do because if, if it makes the movie, if it makes the movie better, I'm all for it. And let's see here. And then we have a story about Power Rangers movie reboot details include time travel, female lead, Lord Zed, and more. And then we have The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina will continue in comic book form. And then the last story I have here, everything coming to Netflix, Disney+, and other streaming services this weekend, July 10th. So let's get into this, man. All right, so... Um, Matt Reeves, apparently, uh, the, the guy who's directing, I think he co-wrote as well, the Batman, which is starring, uh, um, 
the guy who was Cedric Diggory in the Harry Potter movies, and he played a sparkly vampire. Um, apparently, they're going to do a TV show that connects the movie and the TV. It's going to connect. It's it's going to be like a, a whole new universe, I guess. So this is what it says here. All right. Um, the Batman director, Matt Reeves, is developing a TV spinoff about Gotham PD for his upcoming Batman reboot for HBO Max. The series will be overseen by Reeves and Terrence Winter from Boardwalk Empire and will be set in the world Reeves is creating for the feature film, The Batman, with the intent being to launch new a new Batman universe across multiple platforms. It is said that to build on the film's Examination of the Anatomy of Corruption in Gotham City. It is the first project in an overall deal Reeves has with Warner Brothers Television and marks a bold but familiar new expansion of the Batman franchise. And I was saying earlier on the live thing that I did that it sounds like they're just going to go ahead and reboot, uh, you know, Gotham. But uh, my friend Raj was like, no, that... That was before Batman. This is supposed to be during Batman. But it doesn't sound like it's going to include Batman. It sounds like it's going to be like what the police department is doing while Batman's running around beating up people and destroying shit to, to, to catch the bad guy. I don't know. I, I We'll see. I don't, I don't have HBO Max, but I might get it by the time this comes out. And this is what it says on HBO Max's Twitter. Break out the bat signal. A new series set in Gotham City Police Department is coming to HBO Max. Does it say when, though? Let's see here. At first glance, this new The Batman TV spinoff sounds like it could rehash Fox's Gotham. But the details of the production spell out something decidingly different. Terrence Winter's work on Boardwalk Empire and The Wolf of Wall Street suggests Reeves and the WBTV are going to uh, are going to going with a much darker, grittier, and hard-boiled tone for this version of the Gotham Police Department. I don't know, man. The the, the Gotham. PD in that show Gotham on Fox was pretty damn dark. I mean, it was on network television, so it's probably, there's only so much darkness you can do, I think. I think it being on HBO Max, there's not going to be any any censors uh, saying, well, you can't do that because it's you know too violent, or you can't use those words because you can't say those words on television. So maybe that's why it will be darker. Who knows? We'll see, I guess. Let's uh, see here. Uh, and and the city they must patrol, it'll be it'll be a much darker, grittier version of Gotham Police Department and the city they must patrol. It's a bold choice for WBTV right now when the entire world is in a heated debate about the state of policing and the systematic flaws and or corruption that that may lie therein. The Batman spin-off shows tones uh the okay the Batman spin-off to, uh, shows tone also informs us 
more about the kind of world Matt Reeves is creating in The Batman, which is even more intriguing with its hard-boiled noir inspirations. Hard-boiled. Yeah, hard-boiled. Yeah. I don't know why I did that. It just sounded funny saying hard-boiled that many times. That many time, times with a plural. All right. You can get the full details on the Batman TV spinoff from Warner Brothers press release below. It says, quote, HBO, Na- HBO Max announced today that it's given the series, a, uh, that it has, has given a series commitment to the original DC drama set in the Gotham City Police Department from the Batman filmmaker Matt Reeves. Boardwork, boardwalk even, Empire creator Terrence Winter, the, Bat, the Batman production Dylan Clark, and Warner Brothers Television. The groundbreaking television series will be written by Winter, is set in the world Reeves is creating for the Batman feature film, and will build upon the motion picture's examination of the anatomy of corruption in Gotham City ultimately launching a new Batman universe across multiple platforms, which I've already just said. This is basically rehashing everything I've already said, I guess. I'm not going to read the whole damn thing because I've already said it all. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Scanning ahead to see the Batman hits theaters October 1st, 2021. So, the Batman doesn't even hit theaters for another year and a half at this point. So yeah, that'd be fun. Let's see here. All right. So let's go back over here. Trying to pull things up on my computer. I should have had them open already, but, you know, sometimes, sometimes I'm not always thinking that far ahead. All right. Come on. I'm also waiting for shit to load. You know what I should have just done? God damn it. Now that it's loading, it's not responding to anything else. All right. All right, next story, which was Toy Story director working on a family-friendly Universal Monsters movie. I don't know. I think that um, I think that could be good, but I think uh, and, and maybe because it's it's being done by somebody different. Or maybe they're done with the Hotel Transylvania franchise. Sounds like it might be. Maybe they're doing a, a whole new series of movies in the same vein. Although I don't think those movies are entirely uh, for kids, but they are family friendly for sure. Let's see here. Thanks. All right. So this is what it says here. 
director Josh Cooley, who recently delivered the seemingly con- the seeming conclusion of the Toy Story franchise with last year's Toy Story 4, has been confirmed to be developing a family-friendly adventure feature uh, featuring, rather, the iconic Universal Monsters. According to The Hollywood Reporter, the film Little Monsters is said to be a live-action hybrid, while the complete details of the project have yet to be released or revealed even. The outlet claims the project has been described as a love letter to classic Hollywood and the history of filmmaking with a story that takes a multi-generational approach to the monsters. Cooley is currently attached to both write and direct the film. Oh, that's cool. I didn't realize it was going to be a a live-action hybrid movie, which, I don't know, that... Basically what that means, and, and I have not heard it called that in forever, but like the old, the, like like the original Mary Poppins was a live action hybrid, which basically meant there was elements of animation in the uh, movie for the characters that couldn't be like real. <laughs> well, we've, we've had those forever because, you know, I mean, hell, even, uh, even the, the, the more recent Disney movies, the live action remakes have been largely hybrid movies. There's elements of realism, but for the most part, it's lots of CGI. So and it says here, back in the earliest days of universal monsters, pictures like Dracula, the mummy Frankenstein leaned into horrors, the horrors of their premises, though the franchise progressed the characters had a number of run-ins with comedians, Abbott and Costello, resulting in beloved entries into their series. Despite them not being official Universal Monsters, 1987's The Monster Squad saw a group of teens having confrontations with a vampire, werewolf, and swamp creature, crafting a madcap adventure with surrogates of the famous figures. Yeah, the only thing I remember from that movie is Wolfman's got nards. Um, <laughs> and that was the reason why I wanted to see the movie because I wanted to. I, I thought that line was so funny. Because in '87, I was in I was in high school. I was a freshman in high school, and <laughs> nards nards was definitely an '80s thing as far as like euphemisms for for. Uh, for your nuts, your 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 ball sack, uh, nards is like a, a play on like n- nads or gonads. Um, but yeah, no, I just I thought that was funny, and I always and I wanted to see the movie because of that, and I never did see it in theaters. It was one of those that I wanted to see, but didn't want to go by myself, and my mom had no interest, and none of my friends had no interest, so I never saw that in theaters. I finally saw it a couple of years ago and it, it wasn't, it wasn't like overly great, but it wasn't like absolute crap either. Let's see here. Is, is, and it says here, while there's a long tradition of kid friendly horror experiences, recent years have proven there is much of an interest that blends as ever as evidenced by films like goosebumps, the Adams family and the hotel Transylvania series. 
As far as the monsters themselves, they've experienced a number of ups and downs in recent years, with the trends slowly showing an increase in attention from studios. Back in 2017, Universal Studios announced it would be launching its Dark Universe, a shared cinematic reboots of which, uh, which was set to launch with The Mummy, given that film's disappointment. Disappointing financial and critical reception, the franchise never earned another entry. You know, it, I, I think what should happen here is uh, not using Tom Cruise as your action hero guy for those movies might also be a thing. I'm one of those people that think that Tom Cruise is a mediocre actor uh, for the most part. I don't like his action films. I think he's not believable as an action hero. I mean, he's he's doing all of his own stunts. I don't know what he's trying to prove by doing these things, other than maybe that he's crazy. Because, um, you know, you don't have to do your own stunts. In fact, I think people that do your own stunts tell you, tell other actors to use stunt doubles because they end up getting hurt a lot. And proof of that was in the last uh, installment of the Mission Impossible movies where... Tom Cruise um, broke his ankle jumping from one building to another. You saw that happen in the movie. They didn't take it out. When he jumps from one rooftop to the other and he's, he, uh, they don't show his ankle snap, but they show the jump. They cut as he's landing on the other side. But, yeah, he's, there's video on the internet. If you look for it, you can find it of him snapping his ankle and his, 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 I think it was his right foot. His right foot is just kind of dangling there. <laughs> I was like, that looks like it really fucking hurt. Um, I think Tom should stick to like, you know, dramas and romantic, romantic comedies. And I'd like to see him do more comedies, honestly, because he, he, he can do some funny shit. I've seen him do some really funny stuff in movies. Or maybe get back into doing, like, fantasy films like Legend. That was a great movie. Of course, he was, what, 19 in those in that movie, I think? Um, yeah. Let's see here. It doesn't have, like, any kind of release date. It just... Um, Talks about more people working on it. All the stories I'm talking about today will be posted on the show notes. You can go to notes.206geek.com to check them out. Let's see here. Putting them in the notes as I go. I should probably just do it at the end. So I'm not pausing in between stories. All right, next story. The first act of Hamilton featuring the Muppets. Let's, you know what? Let's check this out. I'm turning up the game a little bit so you can hear the TV. Where is the TV remote? Oh, right there. I might help to turn up the volume on YouTube. Alright, so... Oh, I know why. Start over. How does a bastard orphan 
spot in the Caribbean by providence impoverished and squalor grow up to be a hero and a scholar. Slaves are being slaughtered and carted away across the waves. He struggled and kept his guard up. Inside, he was longing for something to be a part of. The brother was ready to beg, steal, borrow, waka waka. The hurricane came and devastation reigned. Our man saw his future drip dripping down the drain. Put a pencil to his temple. Okay, I'm not playing. That thing is an hour. Hold on, let me turn this down. All right, so that that video is like an hour and ten minutes or twelve minutes long. I'm not playing the whole thing. Wow, he, apparently this is a fan made one, and I don't. Some of the voices were pretty spot on, like uh, like Beaker. Beaker doesn't say moo 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 moo. He only says meep, meep 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 meep. Um, I've never heard him go moo 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 me me moo moo. Never. That was terrible. But the other, like his his Fozzie Bear was pretty spot on, and I think that last voice we heard was supposed to be Roth the dog. Oh wow! I, you know, I can see why it's being shared on on all the the nerd blogs that I follow. Like this is this one this one I was I pulled it up from geeksaresexy dot net, um, and I think I saw it on the Nerdist earlier, but. Um, yeah, I don't think I want to sit through an hour and 12 minutes of 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 that. I haven't even seen the original one yet, so maybe that's part of the reason why I'm finding problems watching it. I know it's supposed to be great and I didn't I found out today that Hamilton is a musical um about um I think Hamilton was one of our presidents, wasn't he? Either way, the music is all done in hip hop style. So I might check it out because I'm curious as to how they did that and if it's any good. And if, if everyone is right with how it's, you know, they loved it, they think it's great, and if it might bring you into watching other musicals. I've watched uh, other musical movies. One of my favorites is still Grease. Um, and Oliver, love Oliver. It was one of those movies I watched I think we rented it when it first came out on video, and I loved that movie. So much so that when it was being done by, like, a school in the area, my mom took me to go see it. So, all right. So, next story here is a video done on TikTok by Bill Nye, the science guy. So, I'm going to turn up the gain again so you can hear the TV audio. Um, and I'm doing that way because my other input on my dock here burned out. I'm getting a new setup though, so that won't be a problem as soon as I get it. The new, the new device that I'm plugging, I'll be plugging my iPad into, I think it will probably show up the week after next or late, late next week. So this is what it says here. We see it everywhere on the web. People arguing that wearing a face mask in public is useless. Truth is, it's more about protecting others than yourself by restricting the airflow that comes out of various air holes. 
Here's a video by Bill Nye on why you should wear a mask and visual proof to go along with it. So here we go. Greetings, everyone. Bill Nye here. Why do people in the scientific community want you to wear a face mask when you're out in public? Well, please consider the following. Face masks, like this one, prevent particles from my respiratory system from getting into the air and then into your respiratory system. Blocking the movement of air is an old trick. Here's a scarf that blocks the movement of air around my throat. Helps keep me warm. This scarf won awards in the Washington State Fair for both design and workmanship. It can block the movement of air, but only to a certain extent. This is a homemade face mask. It has just two layers of cloth with a pipe cleaner sewn in to help it fit against the bridge of your nose. And it blocks the movement of air very effectively. He's blowing on a candle. If you're wearing one of these, you're protecting yourself and those around you. So what he did was, okay, I'm going to mute the computer so it doesn't play anything else. Um, so what he did was he showed him blowing from a, uh, let me turn this down again. All right, so what he did was he he took a scarf and he blew into it. He put it up to his face like a mask and blew out a candle with it. All right, and then he relit the candle grabbed a, the face mask he mentioned that he was homemade, that was double-layered, put that in over his face and tried to blow out the candle. Um, it didn't go out. It did, you know, it was able to, like, move the flame, but it didn't blow out the flame like it did when he had the scarf over his face. So, again, these are all... These are all Links I'm talking about today, you can find in the show notes and you can check out that video for yourself so you can show it to people. Now, the people that will probably uh, be the ones that you want to inform of this will probably think that Bill Nye, the science guy, is is not, is not as scientific as he claims to be because he's just an actor. Um, yeah, he, he he is an actor, but he also is a... You know, a, a not just a college educated, but a university educated, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Engineer. That's the word I'm looking for. He is a a, a university educated engineer, and those guys are fucking smart. Now, in, from what I understand, the engineers and scientists are not exactly the same, but they're still smarter than most people who haven't gone to college. And going to going to you know taking a class at the at the community college doesn't make you college educated. He went to university. He went. I think he went to UW, actually, um, and got he got his education there. And he be, he worked for Boeing for a number of years as a, as an engineer, you know, developing aircraft. You know. And, uh, he, he, uh, he, f he got into acting, I think probably cause of probably, I think he got into doing like improv stuff. So he was doing a show in Seattle called almost live. And you probably seen it. If you watched 
um, Comedy Central in like the early 2000s, or maybe it was late 90s. Either way, they showed almost live on Comedy Central for a while. It's a funny show. It was on late night on Saturdays, usually on after Saturday Night Live here in Seattle. So, Okay, the next thing I'm going to talk about here is more Batman. Batman v Superman, Batman stunt double addresses Bruce Wayne killing. I know this is a, a, one of the reasons why people absolutely, totally shit on that movie. Um, is su- Superman being dark and brooding and not the Boy Scout that we know and love. And then Bruce Wayne shooting a gun. Is both Bruce and as Batman. And you know what? I love... I love Ben's depiction of both Bruce Wayne and Batman. I really do. I think he's probably my number one live-action Batman. Kevin Conroy will always be my Batman. Um, and, like, only, like, him, Ben Affleck, and, and, and Michael Keaton are all, like, the trifecta of Batman. You know, they are the holy trinity of Batman. <laughs> Um, so this is what it says here. Batman stunt double in Batman v Superman Donna Justice addresses the backlash to the character using lethal force in the film. When the audiences went to see the movie in theaters, the nightmare sequence knocking them for a loop, Batman with a gun and mowing down parademons is probably not what the audiences bargained for. Some of that violence is continued throughout the film. As Bruce Wayne is effective and ambitious throughout the film. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> well, all right. It says here, Richard Cetrone. Cetrone? C-E-T-R-O-N-E. Is the man filling in for the bat during the stunt sequences? He joins Screenrant's BVVS by the Minute podcast to talk about to talk about it. He said that Batman deeply cares about his people. Every life is important to him. After those comments, the actor is quick to point out that this is a war for Bruce Wayne. He will stop at nothing. Underlined. He will stop at nothing to take down Superman until he gets back on track. These comments are from Cetron's echo what Snyder said about heroes crossing the line in the past. He told fans to get a grip with the, when they objected, I wasn't talking to you, stupid echo. I wasn't talking to you. You did, but I wasn't talking to you. All right. <laughs> All right. These comments from, from Cetron echo what Snyder said about the heroes crossing the line in the past. He told fans to get a grip when they when they objected to objected to Batman doing all those all all of this before on Vero. Quote Someone says to me, Ben F like Batman killed the killed a guy. I'm like Fuck, really? Wake the fuck up, he explained. I guess that's what I'm saying. Once you've lost your virginity, 
to this fucking movie, and then you come and say to me something about like my superhood, my superhero wouldn't do that. I'm like, are you serious? I'm like down the fucking road on that. It's a cool point of view to be like, my heroes are innocent. That's cool, but you're living in the you're living in a fucking dream world. Wow, dude, that's brutal. During the recent party watch party for Batman v Superman, the filmmaker described how his personal belief that these stories need to be ta- that these stories need ta- stakes bleed into his film. His personal belief that these stories need stakes bleed into his film. Films, plural. Okay. I'm I'm not really understanding what he means by that, but I'll move on. Anyways, even if we understand from this outer perspective that Superman is saving the world, being essentially terraformed into another planet, the greater good is being served. He says, it's like the... What the hell? It's like an Ozymandias type scenario when, you know, a big sacrifice is made to save the world. And I would say that not even intentionally in this case, Zod is a powerful dude. To suggest you could defeat him without nearly, without him nearly winning is not realistic at all or any kind of consequences. I, I wanted from my hero, superhero movies. I you know what? Personally, I love the Men of Steel movie, and I loved Batman v Superman. I even really liked um, Justice League, even with the CGI Henry Cavill face. That's the only problem I had with that movie was the Henry Cavill face. The rest of it is just kind of like okay. Uh, it could have been better, but it wasn't like it wasn't god awful. I'm really looking forward to seeing the Snyder Cut, though, because I really, really want to see what he was going to do with it. I just hope that uh, if it is received well, that we might get the other movies that he planned on having, because it was supposed to be a trilogy. So... Close that window... And that one, I need to copy these over into my notes real quick. So, I did that get vocal thing today, and I had a lot of fun doing that. And I think I'm going to continue doing it, provided I don't have any, any serious issues with my internet making things problematic with doing the live streams. I did, I had it set so that it would also play on Facebook and Twitter today. Um, when I did it, I'm thinking that I will do it that way again next time, but I also might have it play on, on, uh, either Twitch or on, uh, 
on uh, on uh, on on YouTube. And uh, you know, it was it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed doing it. I had I had a blast chatting with my friends about nerdy things. And that was what I that's what I really wanted to do with my podcast is I loved listening to um, Hollywood Babylon when Kevin and, and and Ralph would just nerd out on things and they would go on tangents even about the topics they were talking about. And that was what I really loved about that, because, you know, <laughs> one thing would be said and next, thing you know, Kevin would talk for 10, 20 minutes about something. And then Ralph would be like, can we get back to the story now, please? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was good. Let's see here. Oh, here, this is the, this is the sad story that I was going to talk about today. I don't know if you guys heard, but Carl Reiner, the guy who pretty much made all of the best movies in the 80s and 90s. Um, probably even the seventies and the sixties for that matter. Um, but the ones I remember are from like the eighties and nineties. Um, he did, I'm pretty sure Carl Reiner had something to do with, uh, um, with the princess bride. Cause this, this thing I'm going to be playing here is his last performance. Carl Reiner fans are heartbroken after watching his final performance. And it was him doing a, a scene from the Princess Bride with his son. <laughs> so let's check this out. <laughs> oh, it might help to actually unmute my t my computer, right? Let's start over. Play. Why am I not getting any sound? Oh, I know why. Because this website, I have to have... I have to have this one muted most of the time because if I don't, it will automatically play things that I'm reading from. So let's start this again. Play. Freedom. And as dawn arose, Wesley and Buttercup knew they were safe. A wave of love swept over them as they reached for each other. What? Rest in peace. God, that is... That is heartbreaking. Oh, wow. 
This is what it says here. Days before his death, Carl Reiner, hold on, let me read the side again, gave one more masterful, masterful performance, one which many of us will remember till the end of time. I'm actually getting kind of emotional right now. As with dozens of other Hollywood A-listers, Reiner paired with his son, Rob, to serve as the end cap of the end cap to Jason Reitman's The Princess Bride fan film on Quibi. As you might expect, the moment in question is leaving fans of both Reiner and the classic film in tears. In Reiner's take, take on the feature, Rob, the filmmaker who directed the original feature, stepped into Fred Savage's role as the grandson, while Carl played the grandpa and narrator of the film, the film's final moments led Carl to give a heartbreaking as you wish as he walked out the door. Wow. Yeah, I knew that I knew that it was a writer that did the movie. I, I I just I thought it was Carl that did, but apparently it was it was his son that did it. But either way, that was I mean you have to see it for yourself. And they 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 clearly did it over over Zoom, or they recorded it offline and then like edited them together. And now I kind of want to want now I want to see this this fan film. With all these celebrities doing these things, um, but man, I'm like my face. I'm sure is all red and puffy now because I'm I'm literally like wiping away tears. Holy shit! Oh wow! All right, see here. Next story, hopefully something not as depressing. <laughs> I'm sure it's not. No, no, this one might be fun. This is the story of... Uh... Alright, the next story is going to be... Uh, I guess there's going to be a Scarface reboot. This is what it says here. Uh, Scarface director Luca uh, Garden. Oh God, I can't even say the last name. The, the the director of the movie has addressed his upcoming film and dove into the nature of the re of remakes and how this one will reflect modern times. This the Scarface franchise is one that that is incredibly iconic, despite having only two real installments. The original film was released in 1932 and told the story of mobster Antonio or Tony Camonte rise through the ranks of the Chicago organized crime and was loosely based on the story of Al Capone. Perhaps better known perhaps better known is the 1983 remake starring Al Pacino, which told the story of the rise and fall of drug lord Tony Montana. 
For some time now, a remake has been in development with several big names attached to it at some point, including Suicide Squad director David Ayer, Harry Potter director David Yates, and Training Day director Anton Fuqua, F-U-Q-U-A. Most certainly call me by your name, director Luca. Uh... God, uh, Nino, I, I, I'm, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Was added to the project. Uh, the film was currently not, the film currently does not have a release date, but the director does seem to be enthusiastic about the project. While speaking to Variety, Luca talked about the nature of remakes and how often, how. And how he often does them. Specifically, the director pointed out that the 1983 version of Scarface was itself a remake, reflected a more updated take on crime, greed, and excess, and was planned on doing it this again with his upcoming remake. Quote, People claim that I only, I only do, I, I do only remakes but the truth of the matter is cinema has, has been remaking itself throughout its existence. It's not because it's a lazy way of, of, of not being able to find the original stories. It's always about looking for what certain stories say about our times. The first star Scarface from Howard Hawks was all about Prohibition era. 50 years later, Oliver Stone and Brandy Palma make their version which also is which is so different from Hawk's film both can stand on the shelf as two wonderful pieces of sculpture hopefully ours 40 plus years later will be another worthy reflection on the characters who who is a pennant paradigm for our compulsions for excess and ambition i think my version will be very timely. I didn't realize that the 83 one was a remake. That's cool. I tried watching that recently and I just, I, I couldn't finish watching it. I know, sacrilege, right? Let's see here. I don't know. I, I think, you know, I think part of the reason why I, I wasn't able to finish watching that was because of all the drugs. I just, it's not, I've never been into that kind of thing. I don't, seeing people being that messed up on cocaine didn't do anything for me. I didn't like that. Um, the violence also was a bit much. And the funny thing is I like, I like movies with lots of violence and action and stuff. It just, I don't know. Maybe it was just a story I didn't care for. I don't know. I just, I, it wasn't one that I like, I need to finish watching this kind of thing, you know? All right. Let's see here. Johnny Depp says Aquaman star Amber Heard defecated in their bed. You know, this, I mean, I saw that title. It's like, I have to read what this says because I'm sure it's going to be like, well, oh yeah, well, you know, she may say I'm an asshole and I'm abusive and whatever else, but you know what? She shit on my bed. That's That's what I kind of heard in my in my head as far as like, how I imagined it happening. 
Um, <laughs> this is what it says here. In another disturbing development between ongoing cases between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, the Pirates of the Caribbean actor claims that the Aquaman star defecated in their bed with a friend. The ongoing cases between Depp and Heard have revealed that the marriage between the two was, at the very least, extremely toxic. You think? Holy shit, dude. <laughs> the cases started when the Pirates of the Caribbean star began suing his ex-wife for libel for an op-ed she published. Later on, he launched another lawsuit against Rupert Murdoch's news group, uh, newspapers, and journalist Dan Wooten, Wooten for an article in, in The Sun which called him a wife-beater. That particular case has gone to trial and Depp was testi has testified through the week. Let's see here. In the latest development, Johnny, Johnny Depp alleges that Amber Heard and a friend defecated in their bed. This was after Johnny Depp showed up late to Amber Heard's birthday party where the two had another argument over the matter. The next day, Johnny Depp found that someone had released their bowels all over the bed the two shared. The Pirates of the Caribbean star fully admitted to laughing about it at first. Dude, if I saw a massive turd on my bed, I probably would have laughed first too. And then I would have been like, what the fuck is going on here? Why did they shit my bed? This is what it says here. It was one of the most absurd, unexpected statements that I've ever witnessed in my life. So, yes, initially I did laugh because it was so strange. He also said that it was he was convinced that it was either the Aquaman actress or one of her friends who did it. <laughs> Quote, I was convinced that it was either misheard herself or one of her cohorts involved in leaving human feces in the bed. Oh my god. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> oh my god, dude. This this just goes to show it doesn't matter how rich and famous you are, if you have a toxic relationship, it's better to cut all ties, man. <laughs> Fucking A. I don't know if he's a wife beater, and if he is, fuck him. I I have no time for that kind of shit. Um, I mean, assuming it comes out that he actually did those things, then yeah, fuck him. I'm done. Uh, I don't care. Until then, I'm I'm kind of holding back and just like I I'm not involved with it. I don't know either one of them, so it really doesn't matter to me. Um, but if he did the things that she says he did, then. Yeah, I think he's he's definitely going to get canceled if that's the case. Um I you know what? And I've and I've said that kind of thing before in the past with other people when when it was when someone was accused of of being a an abuser and things like that. I was like, "You know what? If 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 it comes out that they legit have done these horrible things, then yeah, that's that's not cool. That person should um definitely be fired from their job kind of thing." And I I, I held my I held my judgment on the person until all the facts were presented, and people were saying that 
You should always believe her. It's like I don't. I'm not saying I don't believe her. I'm just waiting to hear all the facts. You know, I. You know, I would. I would love to say that I believe her. You know what? In most cases, I would have been like, yes, I believe her. Fuck that guy. But the person in, in question is someone that I listen to every week in a podcast and unless he's acting in everything he's doing in his podcast, which is entirely possible, I suppose, but his podcast is pretty, uh, not showy. He's not putting on a performance. He's just having a conversation with people. He doesn't strike me as that kind of person. And, and I'm, I think I'm a pretty good judge of character when it comes to people. He comes off as a pretty, pretty, pretty chill guy. And, 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 you know, and, very open-minded in, 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 uh, you know, in, in is, I think he's even talked about when other people have been, have been accused of those types of things. He's like, well, if that's true, then fuck that guy, you know? But it's like, if it's true, if it's not true, then why destroy someone's career? Be, be, you know, if this the slim chance that it's that it's not true or it's it's taking it's and i i don't want to call i don't want to call any woman who says these things a liar i i don't i never did i never would but i i like to have all the information presented to me before i make my decision on something cuz i've i've had friends i have had people in my life who have said horrible things about me that were a hundred percent bullshit. But people believed them. So that's one of the reasons why I'm, I'm of the mind that, okay, let's hear everything before we make judgment. Now, when it comes to like Amber Heard, I, you know, I've, I think I've only seen her in Aquaman. I don't know if I've seen her in anything else. And she, I, I thought she was okay in Aquaman. And I don't know if I would say she's a fantastic actor, but, you know, I may have to look up other things she's done and see those too. And I also think that, you know, when it comes to stuff like that, um, I think it's dirty pool when someone like, you know what, fuck that. No, I think, I think it should be, it should be said when when someone is being abusive and or um you know, like Bill Cosby for example you know it came out that he had been drugging women and 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 doing doing naughty things with them and he he's paying for that he his he's he's either got an ankle bracelet and he can't leave his house or he's in an actual prison i don't know which but he is he was found guilty and you know what? I I don't know if I would watch anything new from him because of that. Would I go back and watch the old stuff? It depends on what it is. Um, I don't know if I would necessarily watch the Cosby show, but I think I would definitely watch the Fat Albert show. They had that on TV. Um, and, other, you know, his stand-up. I think he I mean, he's hilarious. His comedy is funny. I think he's a bit of a hypocrite for 
being a creeper like that and then, and then chastising other people for having dirty blue comedy. Because if you've ever seen Eddie Murphy talking about about uh, Bill Cosby, uh, I think it was in Raw, he was talking about how Cosby called him up and chastised him for his his set, his comedy set, because he was using foul language. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I just, you know, when it comes to Bill Cosby, it's, you know, it's sad that it, it happened. It should have happened sooner. You know, he's in his 80s or 90s now, so it's like his he he doesn't he doesn't necessarily need to work. Also, I think he's he's relatively wealthy. But I think he wanted to work cuz he was, you know, bored. He was retired and wanted something to do and he was probably working on some projects. I watched his last comedy special and uh it was basically an hour and a half of him talking about being old and forgetful. It was sad. It it was it wasn't it was it was definitely sadder than the last special I saw of George Carlin when he was just a bitter old man. And I love George Carlin. Um, but I don't know either one of these guys personally, so I I couldn't say if I would like them in person. I would like to think that I would have if I ever met them, because I I've always liked their comedy. I don't know if I would necessarily like you know. Cosby after knowing that he, you know, drugged and, and raped some, or maybe rape is not the right word, maybe it was molest. Either way, he did things he wasn't supposed to do while they were drugged. Yeah, I don't know, it just, you know, if if it's not consensual, keep your dick in your pants, you know, keep your hands to yourself, because honestly, Unwanted sexual advances can come from both sides, men and women. You don't hear about the guys being, you know, stalked and, and like, drugged and stuff. But I've heard of stories where guys were, you know, had similar things happen to them. Um, and I'm not making, I'm not making excuses for anyone because if, if, if the person did evil shit, they deserve whatever is coming to them, whether it be like losing their job or going to jail or all of the above, they deserve it. You did the horrible thing. You deserve whatever legal action is coming to you. You know? All right. I think we have just a couple more things to talk about. Uh, it says here, Joel Schumacher, uh, Batman Forever, will Warner Brothers release darker Joel Schumacher cut. This is what it says. Since Warner Media announced the, they will release the Snyder cut of uh, Justice League from 2017, released for 2021, there have been rumblings of other directors who might see their original cuts for their DC films come to light. From David Ayer's original cut of The Suicide Squad from 2016 to now a darker cut of Joel Schumacher's Batman Forever from 1995. The existence of the late director's original version came from writer Mark Bernardin, who, who's a writer on Castle Rock and Star Trek Picard, who tweeted he heard 
from a very good authority that a 170-minute cut of the films exist, but Warner Brothers was unsure if there's any hunger for what was described as a much darker, more serious version of the film. In fact, I think that should have been what they did from the very beginning because those first two movies with with uh, with Tim Burton and, and, and Michael Keaton were like my absolute favorite Batman movies for fucking ever. And, and the Schumacher ones were just like... You didn't need to go lighter and colorful and bat nipples and butt shots. That wasn't necessary. I would have rather had seen the same tone and same cadence from the first two movies in those last two. That's what I personally think. I think we should definitely get the darker version of Joel Schumacher's Batman. Um, was it? <sighs> Batman Forever. You know what? It is as much as that movie gets shit on for bat nipples and everything else. It wasn't a terrible movie. I liked it. <laughs> and Val Kilmer, I think, did awesome as as Bruce Wayne and Batman. And I loved, loved, loved Jim Carrey as Ed Nigma or the Riddler. And Tommy Lee Jones was pretty awesome as Harvey Dent, Two Face. So you know, it it, it wasn't it was. It was definitely lighter than the first two, but it still had that. It still had that feel. But it just they added more color, a lot more neon flavor, as as I heard one person say. All right, next story on the list of things to talk about: Power Rangers movie reboot details include time travel, female lead Lord Zed, and more. So this is what it says here: Hasbro has hit the ground running with Power Rangers since it acquired the franchise, including a host of toys in their Lightning Collection line and this season of live-action television with Beast Morphers. They've also announced the follow-up season in Dino Fury, but, but many are wondering what is to come about the future film in development over at Paramount Pictures, and new and new report, and a new report from Illuminati sheds some possible light on what they have planned for the movie. We previously heard that the that time travel was involved, and that still that still seems to be the case, and according to the report. A new team of rangers will be transported by transported by Zordon to that beloved era to Space Force Lord Zed. Er, wait. Will be transported by Zordon to a to transported by Zordon to that beloved era to face Lord Zed. But those aren't the only details we got. The report states that all new ranger, an all new ranger team, will not necessarily be limited to five rangers, and it will include an original lineup of heroes. Hasbro is also looking to create a truly diverse cast, which will include different races and members of the LBGTQ plus community. 
The report states that there are plans to cast a female lead. The script's current state, Lord Zed, is the villain of the film, and the movie will feature several different looks for the Ranger suits and the Zords from Ranger history. The last bit of news is that the film is potentially shooting in New Zealand, which is where the shows typically film. That's awesome. And it goes on to talking about some other stuff. I don't know. I, I liked that last uh, Power Rangers movie. I thought it was cool that there was like a cameo from uh, Tommy and the Pink Ranger at the very end. If you didn't see that, you need to rewatch it because they're in the audience. They're in the audience of people on the street looking at the Zords fighting and stuff. At the very end, they say something to each other. All right. The next story was Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. As we've heard that the 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 show has been canceled and it's it's uh, not going to go beyond, the, I think the next season, or maybe it's just done entirely and we won't it won't be coming back. Let's see here, this is this is what the the nerdist said. This week, fans of the Netflix supernatural teen drama, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, were were dismayed to learn that the streaming giant had decided to that the series would end with the upcoming part four this fall. But uh, but although the story is ending on TV, uh, series creator Roberto Aguera Sacasa has announced that the, that the chaos story will continue and the, in the media that birthed it comic books. Says, thank you for all the love, Sabrina Netflix fans. Part four is our best yet, and part five, which war, would have been amazing to be continued in the pages of hashtag CAOS comic book. Oh man, I actually really, really like this show. I'm bummed that it's getting canceled. I know that there was 12,000 uh, signatures to to get it resurrected or keep it from being killed off, so to speak. Um, and it says here, via io9, we've learned that uh, this, the show, the guy I had trouble saying his name, Roberto, um, revealed on Twitter that the show's part five was, was planned on being called Witch War, which would have been an adoption of a previous Chilling Adventures Sabrina comic. That storyline centered around Sabrina's dead sort of Father Edward Spellman coming back into the mortal plane and possessing Brina's former boyfriend, Harvey Kinkle. Whoa, that would have been cool. Well, it's going to be going to, they're going to be doing it in comics, so that's cool. You can read the comic, I guess. And then the last story I had here was everything coming to Netflix, Disney Plus, and other streaming services this weekend. So on Netflix, we're going to be getting Claudia Kishi Club. It's a Netflix documentary. Down to Earth with Zac Efron. 
The Epic Tales of Captain Underpants in Space, Hello Ninja Season 3, uh, Oh Crush Perfecto, it's a Dating Around Brazil, The Old Guard, The Twelve, these are like Netflix originals. On HBO Max, we're getting Sesame Street Season 50 Finale, Last Christmas from 2019. On Hulu, we're getting Palm Springs, which is a Hulu original, Cake Season 3 Premiere, CMA Best of Fest Special from ABC, uh, Smile Down the Runway Season 1, Episodes 1 through 8, dubbed Funimation. And then we have China the Panda Adventure from 2001, Horses from 2002, The Secret Life on Earth from 1993, and then coming to Disney Plus, X-Men Days of Future Past, Percy Jackson's Sea of Monsters, Critters, Critter Fixers, Country Vets, Gigantosaurus, Secrets of the Zoo, Solo, A Star Wars Story, Disney Family Sundays, Lilo and Stitch Family Tree, one Day at Disney, Mark Smith's Story Artist. It's a Dog's Life with Bill Farmer, movie movie star dogs and hounds and horses. Bill Farmer is the voice of Goofy, by the way. Um, then Prime Video will get Vararium, Vararium from 2020. Apple TV will get Little Voices, an original series, and Greyhound, an original film. That's everything coming, and I didn't give the dates, but that's that. These are all coming out this weekend, as in today, tomorrow, and Sunday. So you can check, you can check those those services if you have them for any of the things that I mentioned. If you want to find out more information about them, you can also check out the show notes with uh, everything that I mentioned, and you can read it in more detail and find out more information as well. All right, thanks again for tuning in to my podcast. I greatly appreciate everybody who listens to my show. As I've been doing this since 20, 2013, at some point, I you know I I didn't think I was going to continue doing this because my then co-host decided that he didn't want to didn't want to be associated with me and didn't want to do the podcast anymore. So. I took some time off from doing the podcast for several months, and then I decided, you know what? I miss doing it. I love doing it. Even if I don't talk to somebody else while I'm recording, I still like doing this show, and I, I think I'm providing something for you guys as entertainment, whether it be you like what I'm talking about or you think what I'm saying and doing is funny or amusing or whatever. Maybe you're getting something else out of it. Maybe you're hearing my frustrations with things and you're hearing my emotions coming out when I'm talking about things and you're you're like, okay, I get that. I understand that and I appreciate that. And uh, you know what? I really appreciate you guys. Um, I, I, I would... I would most certainly be doing this even if I didn't have people listening, but I really like the fact that people are actually downloading my stuff. And and I'm assuming if they're downloading it, they are listening to it. And uh, that is, to me, is amazing that someone actually wants to hear me talk. Because for a long time growing up, I, I felt like no one wanted to hear me 
or they were just being polite and were like, mm -hmm, yeah, that's great. Mm -hmm, yeah. You know, so I appreciate it. I really do. Um, and as I always say in every episode, if you really enjoy the podcast, what I would appreciate from you guys is to give the podcast a rating and a review by going to rate.206geek.com and picking one of the sites you can rate and review from. If you can do all three, that would be great. But if you only do one, please do the one for Apple because the more people that inter that give ratings and reviews, the more visible the podcast becomes, the more listeners I get. I want the podcast to grow. I want more people to be entertained by what I'm doing. Um, I, I, I very much want my podcast to get bigger. I want to do more. I even want to interview people. I would love to have people on my show, but I live in the middle of nowhere. Although it doesn't seem to be an issue these days because everybody's doing like Skype or, or Zoom or Discord and just doing it that way. And I'll be able to do that stuff when I get the new gear. And uh, again, uh, if you didn't check out today's live podcast, you can go to getvocal.com, which is G-E-T-V-O-K-L.com slash channel slash 206geek. And you can click on the tab that says past episodes and watch the one from f Friday the 10th. You can see that there's some technical difficulties there, but after we got through all that at the beginning, I think it was relatively good the rest of the way through. I didn't, I didn't think the audio was terrible, but I I would prefer to be able to use the current setup I have right here uh, when I record because then I then I know I sound good. I sound I sound better than than like a webcam microphone. Um, the other thing I would love it if you did is go to support.206geek.com and become a patron. If you become a patron, then you get the episodes without all the additional advertisement types things that I add to the podcast. Um, you get it a few days early. I haven't posted one. To, that's actually what I'm going to do with this. I'm going to post that when I'm done here to Patreon and then... This coming Monday, which is going to be the 13th, it will be on the normal podcast feed, which will be on any of the the normal podcast platforms. So if you want to be able to get it a few days early, and I usually have it up on Friday or Saturday on Patreon, go to support.206geek.com and become a patron. And you'll help out the podcast. In, in fact, the more people we, we, that I get on Patreon, the more people that I have subscribing through Patreon, um, I will be able to to increase the types of things I can do with like the, the the perks. I want to be able to give you guys like like a like a maybe not once a month, but maybe every few months, every every two or three months, like a package of things like a t-shirt and a coffee mug, that kind of stuff. Um, 
kind of a bonus to, for people who like the podcast. Um, if, and if and if I thought there, if I thought there was there was people that would want to see me doing it, I would be doing live stuff on like on uh, Instagram and stuff like that. But you know what? If you really want to see me doing this live, you can check me out on the Get Vocal site, getvokl dot com, and just search for Two Hundred Six Geek. You'll find the upcoming shows there. You can sign up on there and then subscribe, and then you'll get notifications when I go live. Sometimes I go live outside of the days that I'm scheduled to go live. I just decide I want to do something. I want to entertain myself and go live and talk to people. All right. I think I'm done babbling. Thanks again for for being uh, someone who listens to my show. I don't know if I, I would call you guys fans. I mean, I would. I think it would be awesome if I had fans. I never. I, I, that's not why I do this, though, is the thing. I don't think of myself as being that important that I would have fans. Um, but, you know, if I do, that's that's cool. That means I must be doing something right. I must be entertaining people. So, you guys have a good night. I will talk to you guys next week. And I really think you would enjoy it if you, if you tuned in next Friday... At 4 p.m. Pacific time on getvocal.com, G-E-T-V-O-K-L dot com, slash channel, slash 206geek, and watch the next show. Those shows are different than the ones I do here, because this last the one I did earlier today, I had two other people I was talking to. We talked for an hour, and it didn't, it, it didn't feel like it was an hour. We probably could have kept going, but they had they had other things they needed to do, and you know, I was hungry. <laughs> All right, talk to you guys next time. Bye. And as always, if you want to see any of the, of the stories that I talked about. You can go to notes.206geek.com and you'll see the notes for the current episode listed there. That's notes.206geek.com.